receipts, proof, timeline, fucking everything. Welcome back to <laughs> Therapist Watching Bravo. We're so happy to be here. Thank you for that intro, Madeline. Um, you're welcome. I just realized when I did that, it was probably the loudest thing. So that was probably such a jump scare for everyone in your car. I'm so sorry. No, we need the people to be ready. Yeah, it's like we're coming in hot. We are coming in hot. A lot has happened. So much has happened. Like, we are so excited to be back. Me and Madeline had, like, two pre-meetings before this. Because we we had to reunite. We had to plan. We were just so excited. We had to unpack our personal lives and professional and talk about the pod. We We had lots to do. It's overwhelming. Yes. So, but today we're potting and we are here and we are excited. Yes. And I apologize if I have a lack of energy today because I'm getting over stomach bug. She has been on death's door, everyone. I... With a child. Send T's and P's to anyone who gets a stomach bug, especially with a child, because it is the worst fucking thing in the world. I can't even, I can't even. I have T's and P's. I have not eaten a normal meal in a week, but we're here. What's more important than the pod? Like literally nothing. Nothing. We we gotta do what we gotta do, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I'm so glad to be back. Me too. We were talking about it before when like, with our check-in, we are like, you know what? The holidays were so long ago. We're not even going to do that. No. We're 2024-ing. We're here. I'm ready. We're ready. I, 23, that 2023 is so done. We're over it. We're on. We're on. I'm close to 2025. Like, what does Lindsay? Go. What does Lindsay say? I'm activated. I'm activated. But like in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a good way. <laughs> no. We're activated in a good way. Yes. I'm ready to go. All right. So let's just freaking dive in. Let's do it. Salt Lake. Hit us, Madeline. Um, okay. Amanda does not watch Salt Lake. My mind cannot wrap around this. I did but, watch the last episode. Which. Obviously. That was cinematic. It was. It, I, I should have watched it again before the pod, but like, oh my God. Like, low-key, I don't want to have to go through what they went through, but I was like, I kind of wish I had a moment in my life like this. Like, it <laughs> felt like they were taking down, like, I saw some memes that where it was like, they, it's like in Scooby-Doo when they all catch the bad guy yeah. and they kind of have that moment when they're like, you did this. And they're like, oh no. Like, that's what it felt like. Or it reminded me of like Big Little Lies. Like, oh yes, I have if seen anyone watched that on HBO where like they're all like, spoiler alert, like killing him together. <laughs> I was just like, Wow. They're all on the beach. Yeah. Like, the memes have been everything to me. Like, the thing I opened the pod with, like, the receipts, proof, timeline, fucking everything, I have seen that with the DMV. Like, they're like, me at the DMV, or like, me trying to leave Costco. It's relatable. Yeah, it is relatable. And Heather really was just like, uh, did you see Kevin Hart did that monologue on Watch What Happens Live? No. It was hilarious. Not as good as John Hamm doing Vanderpump, but... It was amazing. A must watch. Must watch. Um, but yeah, Salt Lake was obviously crazy. I don't want to like berate the point here because I'm sure if you know anything about anything, it's all over online, Instagrams, everything. We wanted to talk about Monica though. Yeah, I just like, I don't know. I feel she's like, a next level. Yes, she's next level manipulator. It's like, and I I'm, and this is unlike I think any other Bravo person like this is above tom sandoval yes it is because tom, tom sandoval is all self-serving yes it's, it's all, all for about him. him it's all about him it's not about taking anyone else down it's just about how can i be the happiest and the best and the whatever and i don't like regardless of anyone else's happiness. yeah like ariana had was like a lot of collateral damage but he was not trying to take down her life no, it no. was just about what was best for him yes this was so different it was vindictive and calculated and like just 
I don't know. And people are really glorifying it online, and I'm getting the ick from that. It is icky. Like, okay, if we're looking at this as if it wasn't real at all, like if it had no threads of anything, I could see how you'd be like, wow, she like really finagled her way on this show. But like, what the fuck? Like, we can't glorify that behavior. If somebody did that in your own life, listener, Amanda, like, I'd be, like, we'd all be pissed. It's so destructive and awful yeah i mean she was literally posting i'm pretty sure she posted like people's like home address online like it wasn't just like okay i could see how people could be like oh she's like a vigilante and like taking down jen shaw no she no this is not dexter season five vigilante literally this is real fucking life monica like you are not single-handedly responsible for taking down jen fucking shaw like you are not the fbi you're not the fbi (laughs) interesting thing she thought of herself no literally i just i can't (laughs) so i get like being upset but like to have reality von tees and then go that far it's just so next level i really can't wrap my whole brain around it um so, I mean, that's Monica. I'm sure more will come in the reunion. The first reunion was kind of quiet. Like, I, I, it wasn't all that spicy other than, like, Andy yeah. caught her in a line. That was really yeah. funny. I knew they are going to, like, wait I probably to, the, like, the last reunion to, like, really bring this out. Like They, they did, really like, do Sandoval that to us. Or Scandal. Yeah, which I get it. Um, also, side note, uh, I, love he- I, love, I love Heather, but I love Meredith. And I don't know if I made this comparison on the podcast, but Meredith and her family, they are Schitt's Creek. Like, she is Moira Rose. Her son, like, it's like, it's perfect. It's so good. And I'm so, I don't know if, I just can't believe I haven't talked about this before. And now, once you see it, you can't unsee it. I believe it. The way she talks, everything to me. <laughs> everything to me. Um, and lastly, Heather's dress looked like a prom dress. The, the... It was giving 2008 prom. No, it literally was. And... Like, uh, throwback to when I was in high school. It, yeah, it's something else. And Heather is, like, great and beautiful and, like... You could have something better. I saw somebody post yeah. that, like, all their dresses were really, like, disjointed and, like, the style and, like, all of that. And I, I thought that was a really interesting remark because mm-hmm. the, I think the cast is kind of disjointed. Yeah. It um, was reflective. It was. Style really can communicate a lot of things, y'all. I can. Um, we're also a fashion podcast. Yeah, <laughs> here we are. Um, but I just, you know, fascinating. So that's really, like, my quick hot takes on... Salt Lake, not even hot takes. I'm sure a lot of people share these takes, but it was, I, I think I'm just going to watch the last episode again just for fun because it was Mind blowing. It was just it was insane. I, I, I can't. So if you haven't watched Salt Lake, I, I don't think I'm going to get Amanda at this point. Rip. But, you know, if you haven't watched Salt Lake, it's it's worth the watch. And we were talking about this before. Amanda's more of an old school... I'm an old school housewives. Yes. And I am I like the new stuff. I, I do but, like... I appreciate some of the old stuff. But, but it's good for dividing and conquering. This is right. why we're such a good pair. So true, Amanda. I know. Wow. Okay. That's really it on Salt Lake. I'm sure it will be continued as the reunions go on. But speaking of reunions, we've been uh, served the Southern Charm reunion part two this week. No, part one. Part one. Okay. Well, yeah, we had the finale in part one. Oh, that's right. We had the finale where oh. JT fucking hit Austin. What did he do to his face? Oh, I know. He headbutted him. He headbutted Okay, that's while, right. While <laughs> I was, was like, I remember it was outrageous. While he's standing on a chair. Which... It's not, violence is not funny, but that is such a wild thing. I, to do. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt bad. I felt bad because like I don't like Austin, but like Austin just was better in that fight than poor JT. And like I just wish he wouldn't like. I just wish JT just wouldn't make himself vulnerable. I know. I know. He quick 
quick aside, what do we think of JT? Like, what's your take on him? I don't know. He's kind of cringy, but I also like him a little bit. I know. I'm, like, weirdly rooting for him, but he's, he's like, kind of a dweeb, and I hate to say that word, because I know that's just, like, straight up a mean thing to say about him, but, like, he's just kind of... I think I like dweebs a little bit, though. Yeah, yeah. Justice maybe just for dweebs. Justice for dweebs. Also, maybe just because, like, he's not a classic douche like the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He is an outsider. Uh, you know who I yeah. do stand. You already know. Freaking Rod. <laughs> I like Rod, Rod too. is a king. Let's get more of, like, the good guys <laughs> need to win. I know that Austin and Shep and whatever, I love Craig, too. But, like, I know they make a TV. But, like, Rod, he's he's great. He seems like a good guy. I mean, I could yeah. be wrong. He hasn't been on TV very long. The truth always comes out. But, like... He seems steady. He does. I also didn't think it was the craziest thing. Maybe I already said this, that he, like, asked Olivia, like, so, are we together or not? Everyone was like, it was just right after her brother died. Which, like, I get. But, like, she also... He wasn't being like, let's be exclusive and be hot and heavy or yeah, something. And if he was you just don't kinda, date me, I'm gonna hate you. Yeah, he's just kind of curious about what's going on. So yeah, not like, the best timing, but I didn't, I didn't think that was the worst thing. I get being curious. Um, also, but moving. Go ahead. I was gonna say also, Whitney being the same age as Sutton is just bananas. Wild. <laughs> I mean, once you think about it, it, makes sense. But at the same time, like Whitney's hanging out with like the contrast. Where yes. Sutton has, like, grown children. Yes, and, like, her on dates is, like, watching my grandmother, like, go on a yeah. date. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's totally different. I feel like it speaks to Charleston's kind of warp that yes. you get in, get sucked into when you're there. Exactly. Of how it's just different than other places. Fascinating. Also, Amanda made a great comment earlier that Austin wants to be a good guy, but he's just not. Please elaborate. That's Amanda. just, the, that sums up everything. Austin <laughs> wants to be a good guy, but he's just not. Period. <laughs> like, that's it. The end. He goes on and on about, like, his love for Olivia, but then acts how he acts. And, like, I just feel like... Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. That's true. That's all it is. And it's just boring. It, Whatever. Yeah, it's, it's I really like, have, I like, always want to be there for you. And like, but Shep does that too, honestly. It's like, oh, this is how a Southern man's supposed to be. I feel like that's so like high school. Like I, that's how I felt about like my high school relationships. Like, like, oh, we'll always have care for each other when really it's just like, bye. Yeah, like realistically, like I don't, this is kind of toxic to like linger in each other's lives. And, like, it, to that extent. I mean, I know yeah. y'all are on a show together, but, like, I don't know. I don't freaking know. I mean, I know it was confusing with them because they were, like, Austin and Olivia were, like, kind of hot and cold and whatever. But I, I think, like, the other thing I don't like is I think, like, Austin, a part of him, like, knows when he says stuff to Olivia, like, you know, Olivia, I do love you. And, yes. like, in the way he said it, like, made it seem like he still had, like, a stake in their romantic relationship. And, like, that's not really what he meant. Like, no. he was meaning, like... I love you as a person. You're going through a hard time. Right. I'm going to be here for you. Like any kind of just like love that we feel for all of our friends yes. like that. And, but the way he says it, I feel like he puts a little twist to kind of make it land in that funny way. Like I do love you, Olivia. Yeah. Like we could be something someday is like the undertone of that. And I think he knows she would like hook into that. I know. Yeah. And it, I think his, um, Fear of abandonment is so strong because of his past. I get it. And so it. I think he... Pe- I, I, yeah. And trust me, not just fine, because I'm kind of sick of watching this pattern. It's not an excuse. Um, but it's like, you know, I think he has this, like, weird thing with his, with his attachment and um, a fear of abandonment. And I think he, like, keeps his hook in people because it makes him feel secure. Yeah. And, like... Totally. In reality, like, that's really 
hurting you and hurting the other person to not just like lovingly detach a little bit. Yeah. And it's hard because I think when you just keep a hook in someone, I'm struggling to find the words for it, but like, it's not real. That it's not real intimacy or closeness or relationship like that kind of funny dynamic, like just keeping a hook in someone that's not going to go anywhere. That's not eventually going to be fulfilling or really make you feel secure. It's like a bandaid fix for it. And Shep does the same thing. It's very much like, oh, like, let's just make it copacetic, whatever. Well, it's not really real. But I feel like his motivations are different. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he, I know you say he's like uh, Enneagram 9, which is like the the peacemaker. But he also strikes me sometimes as like a high Enneagram 7. Like that fear of being trapped or having the fun sucked out of your life because like in the reunion I was just like big fucking eye roll when he's talking about uh, being scared of the monotony of life and doing the same thing and oh my god we have to get a sitter on Saturday to be able to go out and part of me is like huge eye roll and the other part of me is like whatever like you have the ability to like live your life like that so go live your life like that but stop kind of acting like you want to be committed or trying that out because it seems like he's tried to be committed like a few times and it just really isn't for him, which is okay. Like I wish he would get some real insight for himself into that because I feel like everyone's like, like you were talking about this earlier, like Leva's trying to make him lean in and like, you know, it's just, it's frustrating. I think like that is like the frustrating thing because like I... There was like a moment in the reunion where Shep was talking about being scared of the monotony. And like you were saying, Leva was like, I I get that. Like when I had my son and I realized I had to give him a bath every single night for the rest of my life. Like it felt like my life was over. I was terrified about that. And I related to that when I had Wilder. I was like, oh my God, we have to do a bedtime routine Every, every single night, night for like a decade from like five to se- <laughs> seven p.m. My life is going to be this every night. Yeah, and then she was saying like you you do then look forward to it, and yeah. it's so true. Like yeah. that's when Wilder is like his cutest. Like he's Aww. you know playing slip and slide, and he's just wild. <laughs> shit's um, lit. Shit's lit. Not the point. <laughs> but sorry, for, I digress. Um, but what I don't like is like people keep trying to like convince Shep that like oh, you'll love it. And he keeps kind of saying, I don't want this. Yeah. So it's like, just let him be. And he needs to accept that and put, like, say that up front because he said that bullshit about like, well, if there weren't cameras here, I think me and Taylor would still be together. Come on. That is breadcrumbing. He didn't even say we would still be together. He said, I think we would be married, which I think Shep breadcrumbs. And Mm -hmm. like, if you don't know what that means, it's just like when someone gives you like just enough to hang on, which I do think he does to Taylor, like just enough, just enough. And you could see the look on her face was like, Oh my God. Like, so painful regretful like longing it was really sad and I also like have this interesting theory like I wonder if Shep kind of because he does this thing of like I don't want monotony I don't want monogamy I want to like adventure my whole life or whatever he does say that but then he also tries to be committed or like live a, a normal I say that in quotations like lifestyle I wonder if it plays into like his Enneagram nine type thing mm-hmm. of like to keep everyone happy or to look like the good guy. He's trying to do this more traditional committed, right? like monotonous life. Right. Cause that's what would please the outside, you know? And it's like, really, if he is a nine, 
which I actually, now that you're talking, maybe he could be a seven. But if he if he's a nine, I could see that because it's like hard to get in touch with like how you actually feel. Yeah. And he's so like smooth things over, smooth things over that like I don't know. It's just so fascinating. But like, it just and it's impossible to smooth everything over. It, that just never exists. No, and like, there's so much of like life that he chooses not to accept that bites yes. him in the ass. Yes. Like there is a DBT like therapy like ism called radical acceptance and it sounds like when i explain this to clients it sounds kind of like you know just get over it just accept it and move on it's not that it's like when i have acceptance in something that is a reality of life it gives me freedom to move forward and do what i can like the stomach bug precisely it's like i I, you can't change that you had the stomach bug so you had to do the best that you freaking could yeah which i don't even know it's kind of like the serenity prayer like accepting you know what i cannot change yes and um and that's and that's hard and there is so much goodness that comes from that yeah because you can actually move forward you're not stuck in this endless cycle where it's like trying to control the thing you can't control you're so right because he like pushes back on like monotony or routine or just the some of the parts of life that just are mundane and boring and like that everyone has to deal with yeah and but he pushes back on them so hard and it is sometimes also like I think interesting while you were talking I was thinking of like it would be a weird thing of like if he kind of accepted it Mm-hmm. Like Leva was saying, now I look forward to bath time all the time. It is all of those tiny little things that like make life mm-hmm. life yes. and happy. And like that's where like the love and the joy is, like is in all the like the little giggles and like the tiny mm-hmm. moments. But when you don't like lean into that and Shep is so caught up on this adventurous, not routine. Right. It's like the little things make you happy. Not always all of those big things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like grand moments. It's like in relationships. It's like small things often. Yes. It's like, it's the little things that make up the big thing. I just feel like because he's so into like that big stuff, I could see how that kind of fuels his one thing that fuels mm-hmm. his anger of him being such an angry person because he doesn't have all of these like little moments that like mm-hmm. make life. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just not realistic. You're not going to have like a mountaintop high moment every day, every week. No, it's like, just not what it is. It's just not what it is. And I think if we are, we can accept that we can move forward and like actually make life good in those little moments and appreciate. Yeah. Like, what's that saying? It's like the secret to having it all is knowing you already do. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like looking at what you do have. There's a lot of research into gratitude. We need to talk to Shep. God, <laughs> God. But also like, can you change Shep? I don't know. I, no, he doesn't want to. <laughs> he doesn't want to. I just, then stop trying to like marry people. Like stop trying to be in a long term relationship. Like I, stop breadcrumbing. Stop and let let Taylor move on. I want her to see her like worth and just move on from him. I know it's like so interesting because oh my god we didn't even talk about yes because the podcast Rachel's podcast. Oh my god yes I oh, will touch on that. Um well because when we think about it because I was like Taylor and Rachel slash Raquel like remind me of each other mm-hmm. in some ways of like Madeline and I were trying to figure it out of like if it's this detachment yeah. or this like lack of insight yeah, I feel like or a lot understanding of people... on yes. who you are or what makes sense or what you want to like live your life by because like Taylor seems like very confused by that and like I feel for her yeah like I don't like the actions she's done but like you can 
tell, like, she, yeah, she looks sad. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And you can tell she misses Shep a lot, which, like, makes me sad, too. I know. And, like, I think a lot of people will call somebody like her saying, like, oh, she has no personality. And I don't, like, what does that mean? Like, I like I think that means different things for different people. Um, but also, if she does have doesn't have a strong sense of self like I could see why she attaches to Shep because he is such like an enigma essentially like he's such a big energy like I wonder if she feels comfortable attaching herself to somebody who has that like big persona yeah um but you know I don't really know what it like I, I do see the Rachel um Taylor compa- comparison because it's, it's like an attachment or like a like she's not fully there like there's like light that's not behind her eyes like, I want to see. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, I remember there was this, like, girl I went to high school with, and people, they were kind of mean, and they were saying, like, she has no personality. Right. And I was, like, trying to, and it, it was, like, similar to this. They're, like, nice. You can talk to them. Yeah. But you can't, like, connect. get into them. Yeah. You can't connect. Right. And it can't, like, the relationship can't go beyond, like, a certain level. And in a weird way, I feel like Olivia's kind of like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, honestly, I could see that. But she, I mean. Not in I, the same way. Not in the same way. And I, but I do see what you mean. It's like kind of surface levelly. Yeah. Um, but you know, I and I don't know what that is. Like, I mean, what are your interests? What do you like? Like yeah. I don't know. And some people honestly I don't like I don't think some people like getting deep. Like that no, it's true. Like I have a lot of people. Yeah. It's like I don't mm. think that's some people. Yeah, I no, think that's yeah. a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be me. I love talking about all this shit. Let's pick it apart. Um but you know, I think I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I just don't want to get into that. That feels icky and like confusing. I don't know. But it's it's very interesting to me. It is really interesting. So we'll see where Southern Charm reunions go. Um, yeah. I'm going to be interested to see more about what they say. I'm also kind of done with this stupid storyline. And I'm also glad that someone like Craig and someone else, I can't remember on the reunion, finally said like it was messed up that Whitney was sharing the risque photo of Taylor. Like finally someone said that. I'm so here for Craig. This was his season. I know. I lucky love Craig. I know. Like he is so great. And shout out to Craig who reposted us on his Instagram. Oh my God. Not me on a walk calling Amanda immediately that he reposted it. It was the dumbest thing too. All I, literally all I said was facts. <laughs> and he was like repost. The thrill of our life. So fun, literally. Thank you, Craig. Um, and we didn't really talk about um, how... Taylor was trying to like say the thing about Olivia and Thomas. That's like kind of, it was kind of a non-starter, but like, you know, whatever she was trying to deflect. Keeps deflecting. Yeah. And I think sometimes because people just like, aren't able to, because they don't want to, or it's too hard or they don't know how or whatever. It's all valid. Like look into those parts of themselves, deflect, deflect, deflect. Yeah. We all do that to some extent. Yeah, we do. But like, Again, stuff comes from owning it and accepting it. Yeah. Lisa Rinna, like in the words of her, own it. Own it. And that's Southern Charm, y'all. Um, okay, do you want to talk about Rachel's podcast before we go into Beverly Hills? Sure. So real quick, I listened to Rachel's podcast. It was like nothing super revolutionary, although I'm definitely going to keep listening. and I'm definitely interested in like what keeps coming out. Uh, and she's not going to be on the next season of Vanderpump. No, right? she's okay. not. And she talks about I'm so that. Glad. Um, and she's like going to like still watch the episodes though, like with her therapist, like not together, but like the therapist is going to watch it. it. Like they have a whole plan. Aww. Like they're going to watch it whatever night it comes out. She's like therapy the next day. Then she's like time to think about what she wants to put in her podcast. 
holy shit, Madeline just cracked oh her neck. It was oh honestly, it literally just like shook the earth. It was awesome. That was like the best thing that's ever happened to me. Also, guys, <laughs> Madeline's neck just popped so loud and her face acted like it was normal. Oh, I do it all the time. I think I have a kind of a tick about it. Like, I think I'm like, rah, rah. like one time my friend was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm just popping my neck and I don't even know what I'm doing. No, shook by that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, But so I'll... So back to Rachel's podcast. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And again, still, she was very, uh, like a good podcaster. Okay. The way she spoke about everything, like it all was like flowing and made sense. Like she was good at it. And I wonder if that's like pageant practice that helps with that. Cause you have to be so put together and probably yeah. putting it to work. Yeah. yeah go, seriously. Go girl. Go girl. Um, but I still, I still thought it was interesting of, her affect and the tone of what she was talking about, like it's a serious thing. Like if yeah. you're talking about having an affair or things like that, there's just like a, a certain, I don't know, seriousness. Yeah. Or again, not that I, I want her to keep owning it or like talking about what a bad person she is. That's, that's not what I'm meaning. Right, she doesn't need to pay her penance forever. But it was just like she was talking about like, you know, a real housewives fight. Like it was like with that seriousness. Yeah. So I just thought like, that, I don't know, was kind of interesting. Um, I think I was just more in tune with how, like, desperate she was at mm. that point in her life. Yeah. Just having come off the relationship with James, who has addiction issues mm-hmm. and was verbally, like, abusive towards her. Yeah. And then him throwing Allie in her face. And I do think the pageant's ending was, like, a big thing in her life and that she was just like really vulnerable and yeah I think she was just really desperate and Tom like filled that and it just like was sad yeah I, I do see that um yeah she just is still like a tough nut to crack and she was kind of detailing how the affair started and Tom was like they couldn't get into the house like we all know and he's like yeah. oh let's go hang out by the fire pit and then like let's get in the pool and while Ariana is asleep upstairs or wherever the fuck their bedroom is. And again, this is not new information, but it's so bold. And it's, I was like, that was not the first time he had done this. And people with an inflated sense of self like that, I swear they think that they can get away with anything. And that drives me nuts. Yeah. Like, that is so frustrating. And then, like, when they get caught, it's like, well, I didn't do that. And I didn't do this. And deflect, deflect, deflect. And, like, he basically, he, just like you were saying earlier, like, he kept playing shows and he kept doing all like he don't care like yeah he don't care he's like "Mm, i'm just trying to get to the next rung of the ladder up yeah you know yeah i also wonder if a little bit it was like the thrill of getting caught Uh, i don't know i could definitely see that too I wish you watched Special Forces with him on it. Side, side note, if you haven't watched Special Forces... I do need to watch that. It's, it's, good. it's so ridiculous. They're so mean to them on that show. Like the little like army, navy people. I don't know what they are, but I guess Special Forces people is what they are. But anyways, side note. So, I don't know. I'm going to keep listening to the podcast. We'll yeah. report back. Yeah, we'll... It was interesting. Report our findings. Yeah. Um, okay. Last but... Well, close to last, not but least... Um, Beverly Hills. Big episode. Big episode. The NAMI stuff and like the suicide prevention stuff and or just like awareness. That was really moving, I thought. 
Uh, me too. I cried too. watching it. I think everybody did. I think everyone is moved by it. And uh, from the mental health therapist perspective, I love that they were just talking about suicide me and just too. talking about what happened. Yeah. Because that is like what reduces the stigma. Yeah. And it's so annoying when you keep using the word, even though I just did it, using the word stigma because yeah. it like keeps it that way. That's and like, a good point. So I, I like that they were just talking about it because that's what makes people feel like less alone and yep. this happens. And I loved that they were showing pictures of her life and she seemed beautiful and successful yeah. and wealthy and that this can happen to anyone. And it shows you like what depression or I don't know what she was struggling with, yeah. but what suicide really is. And yeah. it can happen to anyone yeah it's it's like no one's safe it doesn't matter if you're totally wealthy if you have every friend in the world or beautiful or or... beautiful yeah like you could have it all and still feel like you don't and feel like life is really hard Mm um and i on a different note i did think it obviously meant something that Mo wasn't there. Oh, I'm so and, glad you said that because I wanted to talk about that. And people that. were picking up on that, that that was, they were saying something by that. Yeah, and that, I, that hurt me for Kyle. Yeah. And I, and like, I think that shows like there has been a shift. Like, and it made me sad when Kyle was like, you know, a couple of years ago, like, he would have been there. I would have totally been leaning on him and during this. Um, so I can't, like, if Austin wasn't there, I would be devastated. Yeah. Like, I would be really upset. And, like, Mo, It's a rupture. This is Mo's com- company. I know. Like, call a shot. Like, I know that business is business and things are important. And, like, this is not a small thing. This no. Is, this is what life is about, is being there for people that you love. And he could have chartered a PJ in a second. No, literally. I just... I'm disappointed in that. Well, I don't even know if it was... I, I, I do wonder if it was just representative of where the relationship was at. Yeah. Yeah. Like that he just would not, that they don't show up to those things yeah, for and, each other and I'm anymore. Sure there's so much before that. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I thought that was really like a stark, like, Oh, this is where they are. Yeah. And that's, disappointing because they used to be so connected and you could like it would really come through mm-hmm. on screen but you know in that moment when she was talking about it too it almost like I don't know how I got this reading between the lines but it in my head in my head I was like he's cheated like and I know that's like obvious and apparent but like I'd never seen her kind of like really reflect that uh-huh and I was like oh in my head I was like it just clicked I don't know why I was like, it what? just feels like there's this like emotional, like I just saw a sadness in her. Of course her friend passed away and all this, but I, I could tell that there was like, he's not being what I need him to be in several ways. Like that's kind of what I was reading between the lines. And I was like, like he had kind of, she had almost really come to terms with, he had picked a different path Yes. of how he was going to be in their marriage. Yes, exactly. Is it like well documented that he's cheated or no? I don't know if there's like or do we specifics. Just I think there's like blinds and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a reading between the lines mm-hmm. and looking at his behavior now. I mean, I think he's off skiing Did with 27 year olds. And yeah, the picture and he looks like a divorced dad on Bumble for the first time. No, yeah, he looks like he is trying like ayahuasca and like yeah no he's just like doing classic yeah it's I want I want Mo back I know I know he wasn't perfect but like but I felt like he'd been kind of doing this stuff for a long time I know yeah that's I think that's that finally hit me and I finally accepted that this episode I was like okay like for them to go back it would have to be different than how it was yeah and um 
Yeah, sad. And I also thought Kyle was kind of speaking too when she was talking about she doesn't have like the connection to LA anymore. And after Portia's done with school, she wants to go move somewhere to yeah. where she could do things yeah, that make nature, her happy. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because she was like just talking about herself. Yeah, she was. She did not say me and Mo. Like no. it was very much like I'm going to do this. She'd be saying things without saying things. Yeah, no, exact precisely, Amanda. <laughs> like I was like, you're saying so much. Like this is a rich text, even though you're only saying X Y Z. I'm hearing A B C. But let that be a lesson to everyone. Yes. <laughs> People be saying things without saying things. That's right. Listen to that. Listen to that. There's always a subtext. Not always, but a lot of times there's a subtext. <laughs> hmm. I don't feel like there's another point. Oh, <laughs> PK drinking a fucking beer in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and they showed it because I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a beer. And then it was a Stella. It was a Stella, which I don't know. If I was in therapy, I think I'd go with wine, but... I was just like, I was wondering what it would be like to be like a therapist to the stars or the ultra wealthy because they're like so used to getting what they want. And in case you don't know, you should not be using substances. No, during a therapy session. In a therapy session. <laughs> so outrageous. Um, and it, like in some ways, like I kind of get it. Like I think that they, like when the pandemic happened yeah. and people, we were all doing like virtual therapy and like I was still doing evening sessions and stuff like that. So like yeah. while people were like after dinner or before dinner or something, people would have mentioned like having a drink or whatever and not understand because they were just doing their dinner routine. Right. Um, <laughs> not understand like maybe you should come sober it's not like they were coming wasted or something yeah no but like if some people have a glass of wine with dinner and they're like oh hey it's we just finished dinner and finished up my glass of wine you'd be like oh, oh. exactly <laughs> I just can't believe PK just had it there like the therapist just let him bring it out to the thing and didn't say anything about it uh, and I mean I don't want to sound like a prude but at the same time like therapeutically that doesn't make a lot of sense yeah these are professional minds talking. yes yes I mean like if I was like if I didn't do if I wasn't a therapist I'd be like oh but that's kind of nice because you're unwinding and whatever people think that yeah but like also it's it's messing with the flow of the conversation and and the way you're thinking and conceptualizing things yes alcohol makes or any substance makes you less present like that's the point of it yes so which is the antithesis of what we're looking for in a therapy session we want you to be present exactly and digging in although side note what do you think about therapy on tv on tv in general like i mean i i feel like my opinion is changing like I used to be like this is stupid why they do this and now I kind of like the exposure of it and like whatever and like but at the same time it feels like an oxymoron to be on reality tv with a camera in your face in a therapy session because it's like the whole point of therapy and not the whole point but one of the biggest points is to be authentic and real and like unfiltered while being nationally broadcast to um you know it's like I feel like that's hard to be fully authentic in that moment so like I, I like it and I don't. I agree. Like, I'm thinking, no effing way would I be the same in couples therapy. Nar. <laughs> that I was without, te- like, cameras that I would with cameras. Like, no way. Like, as a no client. No way. No. As a client. But I... I feel the same way, but also I'm like, that's just one session that's on TV. Yeah. You know, the rest of them are closed. So I guess like, I'm glad they show it. Yeah. I hope it inspires people to go to be like, if Dorit and PK go, I can go. And I thought, and it seemed productive. Like he got tearful. She moved closer to him. Something happened. Yeah. I don't love the way he's talking about 
um, her trauma, but I do feel like he feels like he's lost a part of her, and I think he's grappling with that and is not doing very well with I, that. I think it was honest when he had his tears of, like, when you're in pain, I, and, like, I don't know what to do, where that hurts yeah. me when I see you so much in pain. Like, that was so real, and I love that they were able to talk about that because that is, like, the yes, meat of it. Totally. And I see how it conflates, is that the right word to use, mm-hmm. of Dory is a pain in the ass, high maintenance person. Yeah. I when she's he... like, you couldn't get the presidential suite. I was like, that is annoying. That is obnoxious. Like the that... word, when he used the word obnoxious, I was like, okay, I get and that. But you can't should... use that with her trauma. He should probably use Response... another word. That's a pretty triggering word. It is. Cause, but know. I understood his point of view too. Like he totally. wasn't always just trying to say your PTSD is obnoxious. Although yeah. sometimes he even does like say those words. But yeah. Dorit does like demand a lot of stuff. And that's not connecting. Or he does all this stuff for you and you yeah. say you can't get the presidential suite right like I, I hear the thread that of like be grateful and like just be appreciative of like we what we have and what we're doing well like i would imagine pk in some way feels like not good enough like i put yeah, exactly. on this whole yeah. production and you say but not this right yeah. like yeah which feels like a separate issue from her trauma responses and yes. him being there with her and yes. so I, i'm glad they were like parsing that out yeah because those are two separate in my mind those are two things separate things i agree um Okay, I think that's really, I think that's Beverly Hills. We're just like really excited to like come in hot in February because Vanderpump Rules starts January 30th. Let's fucking go. Summer House comes back in February. It is about to be lit on the pod. These are some of our favorite shows. We're so excited to cover them. We still have Rachel's podcast. Like it's going to be awesome. No, it's going to be freaking lit. And I, I've never watched Summer House over the break. My homework, I watched... I'm on season four of summer of Summer House, which crushing it. I I was shooketh when I understood that Hannah Burner and Paige Desorbo were both from there. I feel really stupid because they have that Giggly Squad podcast oh, that's fucking that's hilarious. Where it started. Yes, I did not realize that. And the Giggly Squad name, he says that like what's his fucking Kyle? Like they're laughing and he's like fucking Giggly Squad over there, and that's why the podcast is called that. I was like mind blown because I knew Paige it's was like from the Summer House. Revenge. No, it was it was hilarious. I think that's so funny, but it's it's wild because they're like best friends on the show, and then they have the podcast together. But I just didn't know Hannah was on there, so I was like, and yeah. Hannah's hilarious. Yeah, you'll you'll probably turn against her later. Oh though. really? Wait, just wait. <gasps> She gets annoying. Oh no! I know she doesn't last as long as Paige on the show. Yeah. Um, she's a comedian, also. I know. Like I've listened to her on Chelsea Handler's podcast and oh. stuff, and she's funny. Yeah, she's funny. The Giggly Squad. I mean, not that you're gonna listen to any other podcast other than therapists watching Bravo, because like, what else do you need? But if you wanna get it out there, Giggly Squad is great. It is good. Um, but yeah, Summer House is gonna be lit. We're freaking excited. Um. That's all we have for you That's guys. That's all we have. That is the pod today, y'all. Okay. 2024 is about to be lit. 2024 is about to be lit. Follow us on Instagram, Therapist Watching Bravo. DM us. What do you want us to cover? Questions. We're here for all your thoughts, feelings, and observations. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Okay, bye.